Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is apparently the studio. Welcome, I'm Anthony Mackham, and today I'm joined by Paul from RWA. Welcome along, Paul. Hello, Anthony. Hello. And also on the call with me is Jacob, aka Yorkshire Mackham. How are we doing? Good evening. Thank you. How are you? I'm on the mend. Um, as you can tell from my perky attitude, I have completely changed since last week. I have lovely uh, amount of floxacillin meds. I've got meds and uh, yeah, going through that. I've got this horrible thing on my face. So if you want to, I know there will be people insulting us at some point. By all means, kick a man when he's down. It's fine. We are... <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I'm not used to. Anyways, we're here to talk about Sunderland, and um, we missed the Norwich game conversation because, well, I was sick last week. So, should we start off with that that part of um, your memory banks? I know it's been a while since we've played Norwich. We beat them three one, but what what do you recall about your feeling after that game? I'll go with Jacob. All right, I'm buzzing. <laughs> Oh. Pretty much. Why? Um, Why? They're, they're, they're got because we had a bit of a bad spell, didn't we? Three games mm -hmm. on the trot, weren't they? Yeah. It were Borough, Stoke, Leicester. And there was a little, there was a bit of a bad vibe, not like what it was towards the beginning of the season after, you know, Ipswich, Preston. Yeah. And before the summer transfer, end of summer transfer window. But it was, it was a bit like, oh, uh, you know, but then we that feeling of getting back to winning ways against Norwich was good. I mean, mm -hmm. pretty, I think we were we were a better team really that day, weren't we? And really, their and their goal was offside. It were referees being a bit inconsistent, and linesmen being inconsistent again. But yeah, it's referees' decision, I say. I guess at the end of the day, but we we got back into it, didn't we? Not long after they scored, I think. Um. Yeah. Was it Hume who got the first goal, or was it was it Hume to get the first goal, or was it Huggins? So it was Hume for us. Um, so yeah. I, I'll go for I'll go through like the the order of the goals and stuff like that if if we want in a couple of minutes just about how strongly we performed. But yeah, um, it's more about how you how you felt because so you're saying you were like in a bit of a rut and that was the nice nice pull out of it that you needed. Yeah. Cool. Pretty much. <laughs> Good. Good. Paul, yeah. Paul, what about you? How did that Norwich game make you feel? To be honest, I was actually over the moon after, uh, at the end of the game because, um, well, Bowers spoke to a couple of uh, Norwich for, uh, supporters mm -hmm. uh, and he knew straight away that Norwich were actually missing uh, some Sergeant. of Sergeant Sar Sergeant being the main one for me, I think. Yeah, as as soon as I saw he was missing, I'm like, "Come on, something, just, just, you know, just control the game." Mm. And uh, look at the way it planned out. <laughs> well, at the end of the ninety, it, it was kind of like great, fantastic, but uh, we didn't do it easy, and we never do it easy because we're Sunderland. Um, ADHD, rock autism. Thank you. I am feeling better. Um, as you can tell by my. <laughs> my perkiness in my voice. Got my medication. Just got some literal physical scars from my illness. But uh, hello, welcome along. 
and uploads. I'm all right now. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate people asking me how I'm doing. This is this is not something I'm used to. <laughs> Uh, right, we'll 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 go through how the game panned out because for me, with the Huang goal, the officials, like Jacob said, not calling it offside, even though yes, the player that he the player was offside, he didn't he didn't touch with it, but he did definitely interact with it. Am I right or wrong with that one, boys? You're right. Yeah. On. Yeah. For me, even if even if you pretend to go for the ball, that's you interacting with the player. Therefore, offside, foul, interception, whatever. What do we not interference? That's it. Interference with player that should be called offside. If it were the other way around, if it were the way around, it'd have blown his whistle straight away, wouldn't it? And they're called offside. Yeah. yeah well, it's that, but it's also I think there's a lot of people who just don't know the rules and don't understand what the rules of the game are. And the sad, sadder thing is. <laughs> Some of them officials of the game as well. Um, so, yeah, with Hang getting that goal, there was two passes after that stage, but the first time finish from Huang on the edge of the D into the bottom corner. Patterson had no chance. We could have defended it better, and that was me thinking, <laughs> here we go again. Same old thing. Three games in a row, and then we get this. And it was just like, it just completely came out of the blue because... Up to that point, Sunderland were the better team, but it just felt like it was going to be one of those games where it was like Cardiff, where it was like Ipswich or um, Preston at the start of the season. We were the better team. We were performing much better. We were we were geared up for it, and we just couldn't do anything with it. Uh, um, but Jim says, think that Norwich offside was onside. Trey Hume just playing the attacker onside. So even if it is the account, the... Uh, even if that is correct, Jim, I still think it should have been a little bit... should have been handled better by the officials because it still wasn't... It still wasn't, like, clear that they'd acknowledged that that phase of play. There was no, like, advantage. There was no, like, no, nothing happened. There was no gesturing from the referee or officials to say clearly onside. It was just run around like <laughs> yeah doesn't matter it, it, the goal was given at the end of the day and we had to react to it and oh, we definitely reacted to that to that goal um it took us a little while and uh, to the 37th minute where Trey Hume gets his leveler for the club and <laughs> it, have I have I in my am I in my own like little world thinking like why are we centre backs our right back sorry getting the goals for us? Why are we reliant on our defenders scoring to kick us back into gear rather than, like, the wingers and the strikers? It just felt like it needed that bit of kick and oomph from somewhere, and it always just seems to be further back in the field than you expect. Next, Patson's going to score <laughs> if we keep going like this. Um, but we deserve to be back into it. Um Absolutely buzzing with that that uh, that Hume goal, and then I think the goal of the game comes literally seconds before half time. Jack Clark, what a beast of a human he is! Um, he just draws. I think it was six or seven Norwich defenders into him. He dinks it over into the middle. Dan Neal's there and just dinks it over the keeper, one on one for the keeper, and yeah, hit the bat in there, two one up at half time. And then finally, Jack Clark earns and wins a penalty late on in the game to seal the deal 80 minutes in with a penalty. 
You think that penalty decision was a penalty? Against uh, Norwich. I don't know. Some people saying he tripped up, didn't they? I think you said it, Amphi tripped up, or Cabby said that he tripped up. Yeah. I mean, from what? I don't know. But I actually watched Terry's vlog, and it looked like where he was, he was quite close to behind the goal where we were, where the penalty got scored. I think the Norwich player put his leg out. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I think. You know, and the Norwich player, when ref blew his whistle, Norwich player acted as if nothing happened. What wrong? Which, yeah, yeah, which he clearly did. When I, after I saw that video of Terry's, mm. I'd say uh, it's, a, it's a definite penalty. If that player's putting his leg out deliberately, trip him up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he's trying to get the ball, but he wasn't a very good, not like a great tackle to me. Uh, to, to be fair, for me, I think that that third goal, that that. Penalty was the cherry on the top. The previous game, <laughs> we go back three games now. The previous game against Leicester, we were we were denied a clear cut, absolutely stonewall penalty. Should have been given, and yet it wasn't. This one was a bit on the edge, and it was given to us. So it's balanced out over those two games. We got the penalty that we deserved, and I think we got we got we got a penalty that we should have deserved. Um, from yeah, whatever we've got one penalty at the two options essentially, <laughs> but we still get a penalty. It makes Jack Clark the league's leading top scorer in the same time as well. So, um, yeah, um, again, I think it was just a, the cherry on top of a really good performance. I've got the stats here from uh from the game. the the top The top three line stats, obviously, three one win, sixty three percent possession for Sunderland. 17 shots to Norwich's nine, so over double the amount of efforts, and our nine shots on target to their two. So an absolutely dominant, clear-cut display in terms of who is better at attacking in that game. And uh, the right team won on the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've actually got to agree with you, actually. Yeah. Do, do you is there any moments in that Norwich game that you think should have been should have been done better by Sunderland or by the officials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uploads has been funny in the chat here as well. Uh, he's asked, am I still going to the home game against Birmingham this Saturday? I am indeed. Um, I shall be, I can't remember what the name of the stand is. Um, but yes, I, I, I will be at the, uh, the stadium on Saturday. And he said, uh, he found a picture of me and a picture, it's a picture of a court. <laughs> like, I'm not sure how to take that. Um, I'll take it on the chin. <laughs> and, um, Jim says, need to play to the whistle like Arsenal? Um, <laughs> Jacob, do you want to step in on that comment? Was he on about the the goal for Newcastle against Arsenal? I think so. I've never seen... I've not. Well, I was to say I've never seen... I've not seen it. So... I, I, yeah, I sent you it on Discord. It's like the Newcastle player had both his hands at the back of Arsenal players. Head. Around his neck or back yeah yeah shoves him and his teammate scores and yet the ref yeah get let's have the goal and, and and leading up to that goal the ball was out 
near the corner flag. It was off the line. So it should have been a goal kick to Arsenal. And yet that's a Premier League ref. I mean, yeah. VAR has a bit of an extent, but that's, that's a Premier League ref. He should know better. He yeah. should know better. Okay, so... On that point, I I know we I know we're talking about the the Arsenal Newcastle game here a little bit, and I I think we're 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 not a Premier League team yet, so I think commenting on Premier League referees is a a little bit um, unfair because we haven't had a lot of uh, a lot of recent interactions with that level, so I'll call that out here. But we have had a number of Premier League referees step into the Championship and. Sadly for me, it is one of those things where we are seeing the knock-on effect of referees become reliant on VAR. And VAR, by all means, right now is in an absolute state, as I think it has been since day one. There's not been, a, say, a couple of weeks go by without an incident that should have been pulled back on VAR. It is a human error thing looking at another human error thing. I just... I'm just very conscious that, yes, there is officials making mistakes in games, and it does seem to punish us a lot. Um, but to the to the other end, I'd rather have people making mistakes and there being honest mistakes than um, a system completely screwing up games and it taking away the enjoyment of it. So, yeah, it should have been pulled back. If it doesn't get pulled back in the same game, in the same 90 minutes, then the footage of that game should and can be used by the um, EFL. The referee not interacting with that effectively in that moment should always be available for review. If the referee's carded the yellow and it should have been a red, that should always be reviewed at the end of the game. Anything that comes up that needs to be found and addressed. That's where I think the rules are a bit weird at the moment because... If the referee has carded, that is deemed an appropriate punishment. Um, but it doesn't work if it's two yellows. Doesn't work if it's um, off the pitch. So if the if the yellow's down like the tunnel, or um, to to the manager or anything like that, none of them can be reviewed. But it's only if it's a straight red that the ensign can be reviewed. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just find like that the whole. This is how we are looking at the current game with VAR, with the match officials. You can see the top level with VAR, and they have a couple of mistakes here and there, and they're clear and obvious. But at this level, it seems there's a lot more mistakes and a lot more riding on it. So, yeah, we'll we'll see <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And um, I, I'd I'd much rather personally have VAR in the championship to see if that levels out where teams should actually be based on the performance of the squads in those games. Um, there's still going to be mistakes like the Premier League, Sean, but yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's see how the uh, time will tell with that one. There's going to be a lot more Premier League teams dropping down into this level with VAR capable stadiums already, so why not just switch it on as soon as as soon as the thresholds over half the league with that in their stadiums. We're not far off it now, right? No. No, we're not like um how many how many teams so it came in in 2018, right? How many teams have been Wait, in the... what? 
VAR came into the Premier League in 2018? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so... I've been a bit later, I'm not too sure. Yeah, so every team that's been relegated in 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, so... You've got potentially 15 teams. Obviously, some teams go up and go back down. But I think as soon as we get over half that, we should be uh, should be looking at it. I think that's a bit of a VAR rant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we have the next game against a Birds-based team, Swansea, to talk about. Now, it's a nil-nil game, so you'd think there'd be absolutely nothing to, to go over here. Um, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> what do you want? To, what do you want to say? Was your highlight of that Swansea game? What's the key moment for you? We keep a clean sheet. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, it's a point gained. Well, it's a. It's, mm, it feels like two points lost, but it's still a point on the board, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So. You said it's a clean sheet. Who's your man of the match for Sunderland in that game? Uh, for me, I'm actually going to. The, I'm actually going to give it to Patterson. Why? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm edging the, I'm bleeding the, the the blood out of the stone here. Why is he your man of the match? Come on. For me, I I just thought. Uh, yeah. Patterson actually kept it out. Mm-hmm. Kept one out. Uh, the ball out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, when you say Patterson kept the ball out, uh, Swansea City, here's the match stats, by the way. Swansea City, at home, had 29% possession. They had three shots and two on target the entire game. So Patterson keeping it out on his two his two shots he had to come up against. That gives him the man of the match. I would have given it to him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So Jim's got it. Jim's got it and uploads has got it because he saved the penalty. <laughs> the penalty you missed that at the penalty part, mate. You just went because he kept it out. Yeah, because because of the penalty because to be honest, um, I wasn't happy with O nine or Ballard. I can I can mm. tell Mowbray's not happy with them too. Well, luckily his choice has been taken out of his hands for his, the next game against Birmingham with those two. I think um, it obviously it, um, Luke O nine suspended because of its fifth his fifth yellow card, and Ballard got injured. Is that right? Was it no, the other way around? Ballard's got a fifth yellow card as well. Oh, so they both got the fifth yellow card? Yeah, so the ball's suspended this weekend. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he picked up like a little hammy or something towards the end of the game, but okay, fair enough. Um, To the other end of that, by the way, Sunland had 71% possession, 25 shots. That's a shot every two and a half minutes, by the way, and just three of those shots on target. So I think that tells you pretty much where where we need to improve in that match. Um, before I delve into it a little bit, Jacob, do you want to do you want to give your overall perception of that that's that point game against Swansea? 
first half we liked, we were better over in both halves, but I think in the first half we were we performed better than we did in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Swans started to suss us out a bit more as the game went on and they were parking bus and their keeper made some great saves. I mean, this, but yeah, just the fact just the fact that they went down to ten men and we still couldn't really get the clinical finish. It's just felt a bit like felt let down to be honest, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just a typical in it. They're a bogey team and. They hardly did all they did in that game, Swansea. They didn't. They didn't make any chances, really. But, no. But of course, you had Pats and save, didn't you? But which I'll thank him for. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, just a bit one of those days, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. I want to. I want to have a bit of a rant now. But if if you feel like it's appropriate, jump in, butt in. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I think before they had, uh, was it Patino? Patino got his second yellow in the, I think it was like the 30th minute. I haven't got the time written down here. Um, He went off with about an hour of gameplay left. Before that point, the game was kind of open, but it was definitely in Sunderland's favour. We were the better team and it was frustrating them. They were clearly not happy with how well we were controlling the ball and making them look stupid. By getting that second that, that second yellow and Patino getting sent off, them going to 10 men, they were forced into reverting back to that park the bus that you mentioned there. So with that park the bus system in place, yeah, 15 minutes, let's see how the half goes and we'll we'll rock it up. We'll we'll basically try and go a second half with a with a more appropriate game plan against that opposition team that's going to rejig and potentially stay park the bus for the rest of the game with counter-attacking options <laughs> so, so yeah 15 minutes half time nil nil um the penalty option that counter-attack that they had and luke 09 just dragging the, the the striker down absolutely was a penalty there's no debate from me about it it's stupid again from luke 09 he he puts his heart on his sleeve, which we love, but he can't be putting his heart on his sleeve to the point where it leads to stupidity. So he's he's one of our more mature players. Sometimes he needs to act like that. I think he's aware of that. That's not going to be something he's un, un, unaware of. It's just frustrating to see somebody who we are really happy with, really passionate with, keep on making mistakes like this. That that's a side of the game that he needs to work on and we need to be accepting that he's going to keep doing um, at some point. He'll have like 10 game spell where he does absolutely everything perfectly. Then the 11th game, he'll do that again. So that's something that we're aware of. That's just something that Mowbray is aware of. So the penalty happening, not a massive surprise against the run of the player, but it's safe by Patterson. Patterson doing his job amazingly. Again, agree with everybody here. He is definitely the Sunderland's man of the match because of how well he commanded that counter attack and controlled the um, controlled the defenders after that point and kept their heads level. So, yeah, Patson gets man of the match for a lot of people here. That part of the bus style in the second half we are fully aware of, and we don't change our tactics. We go four two three one again. Why are we <laughs> why are we not adapting how we defend 
in the second half when we've got an extra man. We should be able to flood their attack, flood their defence, uh, flood our attack, bombard their defence with that extra man. If they're going to be putting eight, nine people behind the ball at all times with one just like on, on the hopes for a long ball, why does it take four men to mark one or two people? We should have three at the back. That's that's my point. We should move to one of those people out of the back, out of the back four into a back three, and then put make it a three-five-two. Have the two dedicated strikers up front. There's no adaptability. It's just gonna keep going with that. We make like for like subs, which again is okay, fitness and stuff like that. But we weren't breaking through, and the times we were having shots, they weren't on target. They weren't challenging their keeper. Twenty-five shots and three on target for me tells you. Yeah, we're comfortable shooting, but we're not precise enough. We're not clinical enough in front of goal. So, yeah. Upload saying, I can't believe Bar hit the bar. <laughs> Is it right? <laughs> Steve-O, morning. I'm doing all right, mate. Thank you very much. Um, on the mend. About 90% there. So... Yeah, we're good. Um, by the way, also, if I keep looking over this way, this is where the chat is, and also I've got the Rotherham-Ipswich game on on the side, which is also currently 1-1. So, I think my ultimate... To, to wrap up my rant about this Swansea game, and I think it's a frustration for the rest for the, the season, how I've seen it so far, Tony Mowbray has a rigid game plan, and he'll stick to that game plan throughout the entire 90 with that team, believing it's going to do the difference rather than going, right, we've got game plan A. If our player gets sent off, we'll move to game plan B. If one of their players goes off, we'll move to game plan C. And then like have a branch of game plans based on how that game's panning out, rather than just A all the time. If, we, if we're relying on the very rigid 60 minutes, 70 minutes, 75th minute, or the 80th minute substitutions... Yeah, they're going to help with the like-for-like like changes, but they're not going to like improve a massive amount. All you're doing is putting somebody who's more fit against somebody who's um, fatigued, and all it takes to counteract that is for the opposition team to substitute somebody on who's fit and healthy in that counter position. So it's it's kind of, I don't know, it, it's just an old tactic or a very rigid form from our, from our gaffer. And I, I, I think it's getting a little bit tedious at this stage. So, watching the post-match conferences, watching the press releases beforehand, and it's 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 whinging and moaning a little bit about how how frustrating our strikers are being, rather than going well. If we've got one striker and we're giving them 60 minutes, and then we're getting another striker and giving them 20 minutes, and giving another striker 10 minutes, why haven't they scored yet? Well, you're not giving somebody a full 90. You're not giving them the confidence. You're not giving them the service because you're you're realising the rest of the team are providing the goals. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. In a way, what would you do for this weekend and with uh, Ballard and, or Nine Out? It's the perfect opportunity because B Birmingham are a strange team. They like to go four four two. Um, the the our current formation, the four two three one, does work really well against that style. Um, so I would be tempted just to do like for like replacements of those two with Seelt and Triantis. Um, but that, like the, mm. um, 
Phil Smith from the Sundaco reckons that Trantus won't play. Uh, Phil Smith reckons it'll be Jason Selt and Dennis Serkin. At the back? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, that's really interesting. Um, I don't, I don't know how we're gonna pan it out. Steve, nice to hear. Start my army registration. Awesome, mate. Well, all the pop, the poppies will be part, part for you now. Uh, going forward, if you get in, mate. Good luck. Thank you. Also, you look good. Have you been losing weight or something? Yes, I have. Thank you. <laughs> I had a comment saying I had a double chin the other day, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, it's like. It's definitely one chin, right? Is this one chin? Yeah. Boys, please, please boost my ego. <laughs> He's not Steve Evans. He's not Steve and his manager, Steve Evans. God. Yeah. So. Mr. Penguin. <laughs> I like to call him. Oh. <laughs> uh, what would you do on? What would you do? I'll reverse the question because I I think putting two, putting the four two three one formation against Birmingham City makes sense. It's just, I, I kind of want us to have two strikers as one. I'd have three at the back camp, so Sirkin, Seal, and Triantis. Okay. I would have done Elise, but Elise is not, Elise is going to be fit. What about Hume? Hume? Mm hmm. Could have him as left back, though, couldn't you? Or, Hug or Huggins? Maybe. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a shame because Balad's one of the crucial players, isn't he? And mm hmm. Oh, but yeah, like you said, two strikers. I'd, I'd also kind of have that. I'm not sure. Can you have that like three at the back, right at the back, and maybe two up front? Yeah, you can have a three-five. Two. You can have a three-five two. Right, because I might. I, we could go with that, can't we? I'm not sure if we've done that formation yet. No, but That's a three-five, a three-five two would have worked perfectly in that second half against Swansea. That's that's my yeah, point. Like, why why are we why are we taking off one? Did we take off one of these um, right back? Did we, did we take off? I think we took off. Um, did we take off Huggins or Hume at half time? Not half time, 60 minutes. Yeah. We, we made a couple of subs at the 60 minute mark. We made three subs at once. And was it. Mm -hmm. Mia came on. Dak came on, didn't he? Brother Dak came on as well. Dak and Pritchard came on at the same time, which. Is something that I thought would be that would never happen. Those two playing on the pitch at the same time, because they're exactly the same role. But that shows that there is some kind of uh, what's it called adaptability from from more to go. Do you know what? Let's have two cams today rather than one because they replaced Roberts and Job. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah well, the only change that came on Sergeant Dark, Bar, Pritchard, and Samido. Because uh -huh. Samido came on for Russian. Oh, Russian man. I feel sorry for him a little bit. Um, and it's, it's but that, that phrase is rare for me. I know Paul says it quite a bit, but for me, he him missing and hitting like hitting it just beyond the far post. When he was one on one with yeah. a keeper in that first half, before the red cards, um, yeah, that that to me killed his. Yeah. He might leave next summer, Alf, because if he, if this carries on him not getting enough time, he'll get fed up, won't he? And he'll want to go somewhere else. Yeah, that's the problem. Mm. I won't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. So, 
we've we've got Birmingham coming up, right? And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit because obviously there's there's some some options for change this week with the forced forced um forced changes. Can you see this Birmingham side beating Sunderland? I'm just going to load up the league table now. By the way, so. I, have a, I do have a bit of a feeling they could, to be fair, because uh, our form's a bit hit and miss in it. We've, yes, we went back to winning ways against Norwich, but... So there's a four-point gap between Sunderland and Birmingham. We've won two more games, uh, and they've drew those two games that we've won. So uh, they're on 18 goals scored, 19 conceded to Sunderland's 24 and 16. So defensively... If they're going to cons- if they're going to score against us, this is the perfect game for it because obviously we we have we've been forced into changes. Our our back two is there. Um, has Bellingham been any good? Uh, I mean, he had, like he scored his brace, they're but since right. then, yes, but since then he's kind of not really stepped I up, has he? I'd like to see him score against Birmingham. You know, mm. we Sunderland start doing a player cursing now with some of our players. I I think I think he's he's had a he's broke into the first team. He's our first choice cam now. He's overtaken Dak and Pritchard as that that one we want to go for, but he hasn't justified it in the last say six or seven games, for me at least. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but he's just, every player's gonna have a gonna be on and off, aren't they? But mm. Bellingham's still young, isn't he? He's like eighteen, isn't he? I think no, me, no, no. So. He's, I think he's uh, yeah. He's just turned eighteen. Mm. And our, his brother's like twenty. His brother's like twenty three. He's twenty one. All right, so they're, they're both and He's in the Real Madrid team. You wouldn't expect that really from a lot of young youngins, would you? Get into teams like Real Madrid or I don't know. The the, the Bellingham team. family do do look like pure talent. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, and they both play a lot like each other. The, both Jude and Job don't they? like mm-hmm. it's just I really hope Job gets in the England team as well which I'm sure he will there's no doubt about that I'm just going to load up this for a second because I want I want to see how this how their their stats are going I, I'm a stat man <laughs> but I'm not a stat man if that makes sense so it looks to me the majority of their goals Bar the exception of um, the West Brom game, which is a derby, come very early in the game or like close to the end. So when the teams are like not quite 100% or they're just like hanging on for dear life, there's no goals like in the middle of the games generally. But they concede them all over the place. They concede a lot later on as well. Um, So. I don't know. They'll be consistent throughout, like the majority of the game, by the looks of it. But um, there'll be goals towards the the start of the game, half time, just after half time, or towards full time. That's the way the, their stats pan out. Um, in a way, I actually hope this is not actually Wayne Rooney's first win. He's already won. Yeah, and he? No, he's already won. Didn't he no. get something against Ipswich? I got, got a point. point. Got a point. Least, yeah. mm. Oh yeah. Shrek. Oh, do, do you know what's going in our favour, though? They are 21st what? on the away points table. They've got four points away from home this season. So, so their away form's pretty... Their away yeah. form's horrible. Their home form, they're seven. Better than our home form. 
They're generally not a bad side, though, at the Birmingham City. Like they've been in Championship for a very long time now. But it looks like right, it, it basically looks like they they are where they are because of the Fortress Saint Andrews this season. So, mm, but and they got ownership problem. I thought they had some problems with their owners at one point, Birmingham. Yeah, they do, but it's it's that's not something we can control in the in the game itself. No. So yeah, but yeah. It'd be typical of it'd be typical the way Rooney to get his first win at some away win at Sunland. It's, it's always Sunland where teams get either the first win or first first summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't want that to end. I don't. I want that to just end now. Well, the former players in our squad there really that the one that they let go is the Bellingham. So. Maybe that'll go in our favour this time round. Um, yeah, they've got Sanderson on the permanent deal. Yeah, but Sa- yeah. San- it's Sanderson. He were good for us as a right-back. He were good. He was a League One player, mate. He was a League One player. The fact that he's in the Championship, I think, flatters him a little bit. You know what yes, I think? I saw on the echo earlier, Birmingham are missing a couple of players for the weekend, actually. Uh, and they're missing a good manager as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Birmingham are missing a midfielder. Yeah. Uh, this has gone to. Yeah, of... but if you if you look at our injury list compared to their injury list, it's it's chalk and cheese. We're we're missing half of our squad pretty much. Um. Well, the hmm. echoes saying Birmingham midfielder can't pronounce his first name, but his second name is By Lick. We'll miss Saturday's match uh, against Sunderland at Cinema Fight after picking up his fifth yellow card of the season. Oh, Christian Bielik. Yeah, he's missing. Okay. Uh, Rooney will also be unable to call on Lee... Buchanan? Lee Bunchen. Buchanan. Buchanan, that's him. Bunchen. I like Lee Bunchen. Keshi Anderson is out. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Roberts. Tyler Roberts is out until after the international break. I don't think they're massively missing out on him, though, mate, to be honest. Uh, Alfie Chan is out. Again, not not that. Not that. Not that worried worried about that, to be honest. Um, So the only player I think we should be worrying about is Dukowicz. Um, up front, and uh, Bukana in the midfield. <laughs> Troy Deeney isn't there anymore, is he? No, he's at Forest Green, Troy Deeney. He's gone, mate. I thought he was still at Birmingham. No, he was there last no, season. No, Pretty sure. Troy Deeney's gone. Troy Deeney's a hit and miss. Forest um, Green, yeah. Yeah. He's gone, mate. He's gone. <laughs> All right, you can you can calm down. Um, <laughs> yeah, Forest Green Rovers. He's played twelve games for them and scored four goals. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Stansfield is a threat. Yeah, that's a, that's a point as well. To be fair, uh, yeah. they have rumored with him, won't we? Stansfield. Yeah, but if if you compare like player versus player, Sunderland versus Birmingham, Sunderland should have the upper hand against pretty much everybody that they have. Like if they've got Stansfield, we've got um <laughs> we've got Bellingham. They've got um Oh god, I've just literally just closed the bloody 
players list. Um, I dare say, like, if you're looking at top threats, they've got those three that I've mentioned just. But if Sunderland have Clark, we've got Roberts, we've got Rusio, no, I think will come on. We've got Hamia, who could could provide goals. Um, but if you're looking at just purely goal scorers already, our defence with... Um, oh, Ballard's gone, sorry. Um, our midfield, Dan Neal, Equa, um Yeah, yeah. Bellingham, Clark, just anybody in our midfield who starts, Pritchard even. Like, I think we've got the better, better of them. We've just got to control the game. And let's see Here's how it pans one. out. Here's one. Do you actually think Tony Mowbray will probably risk um, Meander? I hope, if, he's fit and if he's fit and ready and we need to try something new, why not? We've tried Rusian for three games. Um, we give Burstow six games, by the way, without that. So maybe if he wants to try, <laughs> if he wants to try a two up the front and see if that works. Let him do it. Like we've got to trust that he's doing the right decision on that game, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, Jim says we were after Stansfield. He scored a few already. We would be okay as long as they don't go down to ten men and park the bus. We cut. We have no way through parking the bus. Like I think it's a common theme this season. Um, who else was that? Cardiff was like that. And I think Preston were like yeah. that. Like we we just can't break through it. Oh, Coventry were like that, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, goes to show. Um just need a fire on all cylinders. I I think I think we've covered everything pretty much. Uh, th this Friday, obviously I won't be uh, around for another Mac and football show because we're going up to the stadium of light. We're going to watch the Birmingham game in person. It's been a while. Um, but um, going up to watch it with me, mammy. <laughs> you watch, Law, and since you're there, you watch Sunderland wins. You watch. Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't afford the five hundred quid. Well, actually, it's more like seven hundred and eighty. But um, I can't afford the five hundred quid just to just to travel up north for a weekend. I wish I could. Um, but I have to be fair, to be fair. It does mean that the 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 watch along can't happen this week as well, which is yeah. Even when I was ill, I was trying to do the watch along. So I will be pointing out um whoever else is doing the watch along on the day. Do you know anybody who is doing one? I know because we're at home. It's very, yeah. it's very like, it's very slim pickings on who else is doing them. Do you know, uh, I haven't heard of anybody doing one yet. Yeah, I think the safe bet would be Cabby. Um, Cabby style's a little bit different to mine, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but I, I yeah, should be back. I'll, I'll join his live stream. I'll yeah. join Cabby. Yeah, you know, you know how to get in touch with each other. Uh, where yeah. is it? I'm just going to make sure. When is the next fixture after the Birmingham one? Why? Is it? I think there's another international break, isn't there? Yeah, it is. Another one. Another one. We've only got four games this calendar month. So we've got Swansea, oh. which we've just yeah, we've got Swansea, which we've just done. We've got Birmingham this weekend on um on Remembrance Day. Um, so there will be a big display, I believe, at the Stadium of Light for that. Um, then Plymouth and Huddersfield Town. We should be picking up points this month. Should be an all right November. 
but long, slow, and drawn out. Um, and then in December <laughs> we've got seven games. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, slow November, but hopefully we we'll pick up a load of points. Anyways, yeah. hopefully. cool. Hopefully, I think unless you've got any more points, um, I want to end the stream there, mate. It's been been an interesting catch up. You any more points? No. Cool. All right then. Uh, not I can think of, but as you said, there is a big display. Yeah. Uh, it's the same display that we had last season. Uh, the big massive poppy display. And it might be my profile picture going forward. You never know. Or background banner. We'll see. <laughs> cool. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Anth. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, okay. lads. Have a